everyone. Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show, for our business, and they help out you guys. Renterswarehouse.com, the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. Mandu, the pulse of fitness, where one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Uh, Wilson County Hyundai for your next ride. Check them out at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. If you need new hardwood floors or finishings, CalvinAndSubtle.com is where to go. And the Bone & Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care at BoneAndJointTN.org. So uh, I'm very curious about Zach's shade tease, about how everybody's going to agree with Zach's shade, but he's apologizing for said shade, although it is worthy for shade. So uh, consider me intrigued by this. So the news is Malcolm Butler, who signed a $60-plus million deal over five years with the Tennessee Titans three off-seasons ago, played three years with the Titans, cut by the team. His cap number was $14.2 million. So the Titans saved. $10.2 million against this year's cap. And I'm going to Spotrack, who Zach loves to hate, but Spotrack has an estimated cap space for the Tennessee Titans at like 15 and a half to $16.8 million. So again, we still do not know what the salary cap was going to be for the NFL season, but the Titans having 15 and a half to 16 plus million dollars of space after moving on from Malcolm Butler. Zach, what was your initial reaction to seeing the news become official and Malcolm Butler being cut yesterday? I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised at all. Money makes the world go round and the Titans need more of it. And when you talk about cap space and the, the, the position that they're in, it made a lot of sense. Malcolm Butler signed that big-ass contract knowing that this was the year he was going to get cut if he wasn't stellar. If he wasn't stellar, Austin, I want to bring something up. What did you say at the very beginning of the show? I believe you called, you you you, you titled Malcolm Butler, rightly so, Pro Bowler, right? Former Pro Bowl, yeah. yeah. Do you know when he made that Pro Bowl? Not with the Titans. 2015, yeah, correct. Yeah. So but, hey, Still correct, still former Pro Bowler. Absolutely. And but, arguably the best player on the Titans defense from a year ago. But, but... The Titans don't sign you to a $62 million contract for you not to be a pro bowler. That's the cold, hard facts. And so if you're a pro bowler at another team and you get $62 million and the big contract that he got and don't make a pro bowl, you have not met expectations. It was going to be tough for Malcolm Butler to meet expectations for the contract he signed. Did he do well? Yes, he absolutely did. Did he improve after the first seven games, which were disastrous, where he got roasted by Kenny Stills and a bunch of others? Uh, yes, he improved. But really just well. like how I think about Corey Davis, which we'll talk about later in the show, which I think maybe foreshadowing from yesterday's decisions may be a little bit clearer on what the Titans do with that. But Malcolm Butler was not a pro bowler for his big contract. That's a problem. Okay, that They paid him to come in there and be an elite corner. They paid him elite corner money. 
They did, and he yeah. wasn't. This was the right decision, though, because this was the out year. If, Austin, I think if Malcolm Butler would have made, let's say, two Pro Bowler, Pro Bowls, or one even, in the last three years and was in elite corner on the field, they would have retained him. But he wasn't, so they didn't. He had a lot of good stats. Pro Football Focus graded him out over the entire three years. And I'm getting this from Buck's article at our website, a-to-zsportsnashville.com. Over the entire three seasons in Nashville, he was rated the 27th best corner in the NFL, but he had his best season, according to Pro Football Focus, this past year. Here's the, the problem with Malcolm Butler is threefold. It's one. The NFL lost so much freaking money because of the pandemic and the salary cap went backwards instead of improving by 10 to $15 million like it had been. Two, Malcolm Butler's contract was structured in 2018 before we even knew what coronavirus was. Uh, and, and the out was set up to be in the offseason of 2021. And three, he just turned 31 years old last year. And while Ryan Tannehill might be thriving at age 32 as a quarterback, once you get north of 30 as a skill position player, you start to you start to drop off. Speed, he's lost a step or two uh, from his time because he is 31 years old. But those three things all combined to now leave Malcolm Butler unemployed as a really damn good football player for the Tennessee Titans. So I, I'm going to say this: I loved watching Malcolm Butler play football. And I hope I get to watch Malcolm Butler continue to play football in down the road for whoever else it might be, because Malcolm Butler is kid in the candy store. When he steps on the football field, I loved watching Malcolm Butler practice playing football with the Tennessee Titans because of what he brought to this team, arguably the most consistent and best defensive player over the entire season last year which is not saying a ton because the Titans defense flat out sucked for the entire year sucked. But this loss will hurt because Adoree Jackson had a waste of a year because of an injury that we have no idea what happened. And when he came back, he was a shell of himself. What can an offseason do for him? It's to be seen. Christian Fulton, high draft pick. You've got a lot of hopes and promises for Christian Fulton, but COVID offseason, he got COVID got hurt. You have no idea what you have really in Christian Fulton. And behind that, you got the borders control, Breon borders and a bunch of guys that nobody knows of. So there is a lot of importance on replacing Malcolm Butler immediately because he was the best guy you had last year and now you don't have him. So two years in a row, you're losing your best corner and Logan Ryan wasn't replaced very well. What happens with Malcolm Butler? So there's a lot of pressure that John Robinson just put on himself by cutting Malcolm Butler, even though he did save $10.2 million this year. All right, here's the question that we'll ask everybody in Austin. I'll ask you, after everything you just said, was cutting Malcolm Butler the right or wrong decision by the Titans? Because you're right, they lost a, 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 a quality player on their defense, but... They saved a boatload of money in which they needed to save. I'm very curious, Austin, of how you're going to answer this question, as am I curious about how everybody else in the chat is going to answer this question. Was cutting Malcolm Butler the right or wrong move by the Titans? That went down yesterday afternoon. 
Yep, but first let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Uh, whenever that injury happens in life, unfortunately injuries do occur to uh, nearly all of us. Make sure you know where to go to get the best care possible and get back to healthy life. And the Bone and Joint Institute does a great job of setting you up and they only have to send you to one building because right there in that building, bottom right corner of your screen, they do everything. They do the initial diagnosis, all their doctors practice right there. They've got all the testing machines. They've got the surgery rooms and they've got the state of the art re uh, rehab facility all right there in Franklin, Tennessee in a very convenient location right off I-65 and Murfreesboro Road, right next to Williamson Medical Center, boneandjointtn.org. A to Z Sports, don't forget, BetMGM. You got uh, the NBA has come back after the All-Star break, which I'm excited about because I make most of my money on overs. Dang. Can't wait for the second half of the season. <laughs> and also, college tourney. I put in a bet uh, yesterday. I am cheering for the Fighting Illini. I have put a futures on their championship and hopefully yeah. future Big Ten champion, and that's good plus money right there. Bet MGM, code A to Z Sports. A lot of you guys were tweeting us yesterday of signing up. More people should jump in. It is a great experience, and they got great promotions to help you win a little bit easier yep. right out of the gate. Absolutely. So uh, was it the right or the wrong move to cut Malcolm Butler, even though – the Titans did save $10.2 million against the cap. I'm going to try to scroll back up to the top of the comments because you guys are on it today. Uh, B-Rett, good to see B-Rett back in the comments. He says, right decision. Alex says, good player but not in good enough to justify the price tag, so he's agreeing with that. Um, uh, Dime Soul says, right move. Hassan says, right move. Uh, Sawyer says, should have cut Vaccaro. We can talk about that here a little bit. Marquise says it's the right move. He did well, but he is replaceable. Allen says, yes, right decision. Can't play good players. Great money. That's a T-shirt. That's a uh, Tall Texan says, rough move. Money talks. Uh, Puka says, Saints and other teams restructured. So we'll get to that later on. Donald says, I think it's the right call. What they do with the money is the question. We'll talk about that <clears throat> tomorrow on the show. Steven says, wrong move. Ken says, yes, right move. Needed cap space. Rob says, Wrong. Lil Mark says right. Daniel Kirby says the right one. This was the out year. Hate it, but it was right. Um, Jason says yes, the right move. Spend it on pass rush, which helps the secondary. He's not incorrect with that comment. Nick says right business move, wrong football move. Um, so uh, Coy says hate to see him go, but it was the right move. So Zach, I think I'm seeing mostly people saying it was the right move. So I'll let you go. Was this the right or the wrong decision by the Tennessee Titans? And guys, keep sending your comments in. It's been fantastic. Yeah, I, I completely agree with the chat. This was the right decision. Business. Business. You got, John Robinson's got to think a lot of the times, not all the time, but a lot of the time he's got to think with his mind, up top his brain, his general manager mind and that's what he had to do here he had to save the money 10 million dollars they have a lot more to work on than an overpriced corner they to win super bowls and really to get to where they want to do where they want to go 
they can't draft guys like Isaiah Wilson and they, they have to get value out of their draft picks, right? They have got to find value in their picks. Where you win Super Bowls is you find a guy like Jayon Brown, right? You find the, the you find you trade for Dennis Kelly and find value there. That's what they were able to do to get to out of the rut of two win, three win season in 2013, 2014. Yeah. And but to get over the hump, they have they must do this. So this was absolutely the right decision. They need the money. And Austin, you've said that time and time again. You you you've been a salary cap nerd all offseason saying, look, they gotta they have to save that money. What do you think? Well, uh, just some breaking news that just came in via Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport that the NFL salary cap for 2021 has been set to 182 and a half. So 182 and a half is officially the number for this year that is down from 198 last year. So that is a big drop. Uh, this is as low as it's been since 2018 when it was at 177. So it had been increasing $11 million a year. And this year it drops nearly $16 million against the cap. So that is not ideal. Uh, I think a lot of people hoped it would be closer to 190, maybe around 185, but 182 and a half is the deal, is the cap. I have not been able to see if the Titans cap space has updated on Spotrack. I will try to monitor that as it's not easy while we are live on video. But for me, uh, who I can't remember who said it. Right business move, wrong football move. So my answer to this question on was it the right or wrong decision for the Titans to cut Malcolm Butler, I land on this is the wrong move. I think doing whatever you can to have restructured Malcolm Butler to help save you money now and kick it down the road or transfer. And John Robinson talked about this on Buck's show on The Zone last week. I believe, Zach, you were already on your way to Colorado. But of how you, you move Category 5 money to signing bonus money and you, you rework some things uh, to save some cap money. And I think that's what they should have done. And the last resort was cutting Malcolm Butler. And the, the reason why I'm saying it's wrong, wrong, wrong right now is because John Robinson said last week on Buck's show that they hadn't even approached a single player yet about restructuring, and he seemed pretty adamant about that's not a direction they were going to go. And so I am operating on the information that I have is that I don't think that the restructure option was even considered that strongly with Malcolm Butler. So I think you needed to have Malcolm Butler because what you have for the next two years is a legitimate opportunity to win the division for back-to-back -back years and then also go out there and contend for a Super Bowl appearance. And I think Malcolm Butler helps you do that. Without Malcolm Butler, now you have to fix your pass rush and fix your cornerback play. And you're going to rely on two guys who did not play very well last year I, I have higher hopes for Dory and Christian Fulton than what they performed last year, but there's so much pressure now on those two guys and on John Robinson to fill out the rest of the cornerback depth charts as well as, oh, pass rusher help 
in the draft and in free agency. What's going to happen with Johnny and Corey Davis next week? What's going to happen with Desmond King? What's going to happen with, with all these other guys they have? They're going to have to replace a lot. And that's something that makes me feel like they're not going to be able to take advantage fully of this championship window. So here's where I disagree with you, Austin, and it goes into the number of another player and a promise that they had already made. The reason why it was the right decision to cut Malcolm Butler, because they had to. They couldn't justify already promising a Dory Jackson $10.2 million for this season and pay Malcolum Butler $10-plus million. Well, 14 Right. 10 plus. So you couldn't do that. That's why you can't say this is the wrong decision. You have to say it was the right because I will ask you this question, Austin. Is Adore Jackson and Malcolm Butler worth 24 plus million dollars? No, which is why I'm saying restructure they couldn't. They, uh, they, no, they could not. They had already promised Adore Jackson. I understand that. So that was there. You ten, they, they said that we were going to pay him 10 because that's the structure of the NFL and first-round picks, as we know. But Malcolm Butler, this is your out. You have to save as much money because of the situation, as you've said many times on this show, this is the correct decision oh, I, to I, cut Malcolm Butler. I, I said several times, and I still agree, that Malcolm Butler, there's no way he would be a Titan for a cap hit of $14.2 million. And that turned out to be correct, but I, I am disappointed with the lack of the ability to restructure to keep Malcolm Butler in this locker room and on this defense because I do think he is that important to the culture of the defense and the play of the defense. They already picked a Dory last year. They made their they made their bed a season ago. And that right. that's the tough part about being a GM is you have to make future decisions. And last year, when they picked up Adoree's fifth-year option and did not pick up Corey Davis's fifth-year option, hindsight says that was the wrong decision, right? Mm -hmm. that, that was incorrect based on what they did this past season. But they had to make the decision, and at the time, it was the correct move. But it's biting them in the ass currently Wednesday at 838 on March 10th, 2021. So Nick says it's the right decision due to the wrong decision of picking up a Dory's fifth year option. That's what no, I just I, said. Look, Correct, I, Nick. I, I think it, I think picking up a Dory Jackson's fifth year option was the correct decision. At the, the time, yes, the, we've right, established that. Right, but right. it doesn't mean that it's the right decision in the present day. Well, and but you, right you have, now it's the wrong one. The, yeah, because you have to make the fifth year option decision before year, before year four. And Correct. that just... Right, that makes things a you lot more You can't go back in time. But what we know now, it's the Toby Keith song. We all know that. So, like, I, I, this is the correct decision based on what you know now for Malcolm Butler. All right, A to Z Sports here live. Again, the salary cap officially announced at 182.5. I'm, I'm going to try to monitor Twitter as best as possible to find if anybody has a actual salary cap space number for the Titans uh, because I would like to know what that is so we can have better informed educational decisions moving forward. But the Titans decided to not use a franchise tag yesterday and what it means for their big name free agents. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Calvin and Subtle. 
Yeah, Calvin and Suttles, where you need to get your new hardwood floors. If you live in Middle Tennessee, we feature them on the show. 615-448-6414. You could take a look at this hardwood floor. This would look unbelievable in your kitchen. I'm actually thinking, I, you know, I talk myself into a lot of things. You know, my next house, I'm going to have hardwood floors by Calvin and Suttle. And I'm going to I'm going to make a white kitchen with this. I love this hardwood floor, this Rivoli. That's what it's called. I'm going to get some Rivoli down in my, my kitchen, and this thing's going to pop. Look, I have some interior design mind. I have some of that. Okay. You can too. Plus, uh, have your wife, girlfriend, or whoever you live with, they – they can help you out with this too. Make the sound decision. The sound decision, though, is Calvin and Subtle. 615-448-6414 or go online at calvinandsubtle.com. A to Z Sports. Don't forget, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Download that code. Use our promo code, A-T-O-Z Sports. When you sign up and you get a risk-free bet up to $600 with your first deposit and your first bet, that is a killer deal right there. Again, Promo code ATOZ Sports when you sign up for Bet MGM. Zach, I uh I got super lucky last night because I, I did a three-team hockey parlay and I won all three. I won the parlay. All three games went into overtime. So I won via three-on-three hockey, but it was nice to get back on the winning side of Bet MGM. Again, Bet MGM, download the app, sign up today using the code ATOZ Sports for a risk-free bet up to six hundred dollars on your first deposit and first bets. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older, must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800 889 9789. Here live on a Wednesday, A to Z Sports, talking about the franchise tag. Zach, just real quick answer for you. Surprised or expected that the Titans did not use a franchise tag yesterday? Honestly, I was surprised. Okay. I thought that they were going to use it on Janu. I thought that made sense. There has to be a reason why they didn't. Maybe they know some more information that we don't know. But, you know, we, we, we you've, you've said this a ton. They only got two wide receivers on the roster, and one of them's not well, very good. Three. They signed somebody yesterday. Oh, that's right. Okay, so now they have three. Yeah. I don't even remember the guy's name. But you look at it, and... I just I thought Janu had earned his way into that one year franchise tag, but John Robinson thought differently. I, I you know, is, is this salary cap the unknown of the salary cap scaring GMs? Now they know it, but well, yesterday they didn't. Yeah, and and a lot of you guys are commenting said that uh, you were watching A to Z Sports primetime last night that uh, Buck was talking about Janu Smith having bad knees. What do we know about this? John U. Smith's first two years in the NFL uh, were ended by knee injury, where he had to have surgery on his knees. He tore his ACL um, uh, or his MCL in the playoff game against the Patriots after his rookie year. He tore his ACL on the Derrick Henry 99-yard touchdown run against the Jags his second year. And that's what was so impressive about or exciting about what John U. Smith was going into last year is that he had a full offseason to actually work on his game and not rehab a knee surgery. And his first five games exploded. He had five touchdowns through five games. He was a legitimate weapon. He was a threat. You saw the ability that he had. Then Lawan gets hurt. Then his backup gets hurt. And Jonu Smith had to spend a lot of time 
um, as a blocking tight end. And he missed a couple games with another injury on his knees too. So uh, it's it's very interesting that Buck's talking about the bad knees of Jonu Smith because I think that has to go into it. But I, I love Jonu Smith as a player. And I think the Titans can get something out of Jonu Smith over the next three to four years, which is what a second contract length would be, where Jonu has the ability to tie the pass and run game together with what he's able to do athletically. But what does it mean the Titans decided to not franchise tag either guy or anybody? They were never going to tag Jayon Brown. Money didn't make sense. They were never going to tag Corey Davis. That franchise tag for wide receiver is like $16 million. Not going to happen. And But Jonu Smith was the was who made the most sense positionally to tag because the franchise tag was 10.2. The transition tag was 8.5. And so they decided to not use that, and maybe the knees have something to do with it. But now I, I'm concerned that I think the Titans are going to re-sign the wrong offensive weapon. And that may be the case. Uh, maybe the knees did have something to do with not re-signing them. But you know, it, it's a. I don't know if the knees justified not franchising them. Again, unless they know something that we don't know, and they may because they're in the building, but one year. It's a one-year thing, right? Like It's not like you are setting your franchise up and, and putting them in a five-year deal. It's not like you're signing up five years for these knees. You're trying to get 16, well, now 17 games out of these knees. So yeah. I, that that I, that didn't make much sense. I it, I think it goes back to the money thing. They are going to have to find value with cheaper players. The, the money that they are putting out is going simply to their quarterback, running back, and left tackle. And That's safety. the big money. Free safety. And free safety and Kevin Byard. You're absolutely correct. So three player or four players now are your big pay guys. Besides that, they're cutting the fat. So let's look at this uh, because I did see a comment that I wanted to read um, talking about the Janu knee thing. Uh, Dadson says the Janu rumor is really low life in his opinion. Like it, Buck is not just making that up that Janu Smith has bad knees and that's affecting the Titans' future decisions with Janu Smith. He's not making that up. He's very well sourced. He's getting that from somewhere. And now, bad if- knees, do- like he has injured knees. Correct. Factual. Yes. Right. It doesn't mean that injured knees can't run, but well, that's why miles Jack was a great example of guy had a significant knee injury going into the draft and he fell out of the first round. He was a top 10 talent easily. Right. And he fell out of the first round to the Jags, not because he wasn't a good player right now, but because you didn't know if those knees were going to last through year five to eight. And if you're picking a first round draft pick on miles Jack, you're hoping that guy plays for your franchise for eight plus years and not spend that high of a draft pick on a guy who's going to be done physically after four or five, but Johnny Smith, third round draft pick who has blossomed into, I think his skill set shows me that Johnny Smith could one day be a pro bowl type tight end in the Titans offense. 
he doesn't get the volume of targets to be able to put out that type of production to be acknowledged as a Pro Bowl tight end. But I do think his skill set shows that. Well, and if ifs and buts, but if Lawan didn't tear his ACL, I think we would have seen Jonu Smith try to reach that potential this year because he was on pace. So they were 5-0. and He had had five touchdowns in five games. And, and mate, Puka brings up a good point. The Titans are made. What if, what if, this is all obviously hypothetical, but I like the thinking. The Titans are leaking out that John has got bad knees. Uh, and then so other teams can start to get freaked out because what doesn't happen in free agency, Zach, is there's no like visits. It's like you do these deals over Zoom. You do these deals like the big money deals without any even visiting or getting your doctors untouched. So maybe that can hurt Janu's open market, but also help him return to the Titans. I'm not sure, but it is interesting. I I think, and as the title says, what they did with Malcolm Butler and saving $10.2 million will change the landscape of this team. And and look, teams teams change every single year. New, New guys will come in, guys will leave. It's just a part of the business. But I think this year in particular, you are going to see a big, bigger change uh, in in some of the guys that won't be there and who replaces them. Yes, uh, Dadson's right. Other teams, fans really want Johnny Smith. I've seen Seattle. I've seen Buffalo. I've seen a lot of fan bases and other media talking. The Jets talking about the possibility of Jonu Smith. Well, he's a sexy tight end. He's fast. He's agile. He can block. He can catch and he can score touchdowns. He looks like a superhero. Like he's built like that, you know, jacked just the most like. No, not the most. Alongside Derrick Henry. Side side note, really. And this is just from our time being in, uh, in the locker room. Most like I guess chiseled dude that you've seen covering the Titans. I have my guy. You asking me the side question? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. because Johnu, if you see this guy, I mean he's yoked. He's jacked. Th- but um, that's not my guy. Uh, I I have to think of the guy's name. I, I oh man, I hope it's the same guy. Hold on, I, I have to. What the hell is his name? He's a linebacker that didn't do anything in the league. So my, that is not my guy. Okay, so who is yours? Jerome Cunningham. If you've oh, ever yeah. seen Jerome Cunningham, who didn't <laughs> yes. really play, yes. that guy, if he walked into a room or like to a pool, you'd be like, oh my, this guy's a uh, a UFC fighter or something. I mean, he's just jacked. That that was the, the one guy in my mind. I've got like, mine. And the guy, like very poor play. Xavier Gooden, who was a <laughs> linebacker out of Missouri, was just absolutely just yoked. I mean, just insanely cut and just huge. Now, they've got some absolute freaks currently on the roster. Well, Jonu Smith, not currently on the roster, but uh, you got Jonu, Derek Henry, who's a freak of nature, and Derek Henry Instagram workout videos are back. It's that season already, and he's doing some crazy stuff with his guy in Dallas. I think uh, then you've got uh, A.J. Brown, who looks like his back could be a helicopter landing pad. It's so wide. like So they've got some some yoked up dudes. But Jonu is, is a guy who literally looks like uh, an American gladiator from back in the day. And that's why I think other fans and teams want him because he can bring he, – he is 
the new age tight end position, right? I mean, he, he's not your um, Hunter Henry's or Hurst's. Like, like, he's just not that. He is fast, and he can – you talk about breakaway plays. The Titans did a good job of using him in the running game at one point a couple of years ago. So, versatile. So, I, I surprised, yes, I was surprised. All right, so let's get to this question, Zach, because I, I do find it interesting. Who do you value signing more for the Tennessee Titans? Who do you value signing more? Is it Corey Davis or Jonu Smith? Uh, which we've talked a lot about the Jonu needs. So I'm inter- interested in in everybody's comments here. Who do you value signing more? Is it Corey Davis or Jonu Smith? But first, let me tell you guys about Mandu. Like, I'm not quite Jonu Smith or Jerome Cunningham or Xavier Gooden, but Mandu is helping me look better. I'll tell you that. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free, uh, and it's a 15-minute workout. And some people laugh at thinking a 15-minute workout uh, can change and, and, and be successful, but it is because full-body electronic muscle stimulation, 15 minutes of that equals five-plus hours in the weight room. You're not skipping leg day. You're working every uh, muscle in your body. You're getting deep within the muscle fibers, gaining functional strength, and getting rid of that hard-to-burn body fat. Mandu.com. It's for everybody. Every fitness level, every age, every athletic ability. Mandu.com. Your first workout is free. A to Z Sports. Don't forget, BetMGM. They'll hook you up with a great promo code right now. You can go in there. Promo code ATOZ Sports. It is the king of sports books. All right. So, who do you value re signing more, Johnu Smith or Corey Davis? Zach, what are the comments saying initially? Well, let's go through them. Tighten up Ohio says Corey Davis, Joseph Davis, CD84 from Brian, Johnu from Donald. Corey is very easily replaceable. Terrell says Johnu, Davis from Scott, Johnu, Steven, uh, Maven's going with continuity. <laughs> John, who's, uh, John who has smart smarts and technique. They're, they're from Puka. Uh, Davis from Jamar. Corey is the best wide receiver in free agency for us from Ian. Karen goes John who. Hunter goes Davis. Uh, all depends on the money from Allen, so he doesn't answer the question. Allen, we would like you to answer the question. <laughs> Lewis says Davis. Corey, we have capable tight ends, so pick up John who's to pick up John who's slack. Wide receiver depth is not there from Travis. Resign neither coming in from Cheese X. Shout out to Cheese X okay. on okay. YouTube uh, with a good name. Corey is not easily replaceable coming in uh, with Ian with the laughing uh, emoji. Austin, where do you land on this? Well. If you ignore the knees, <clears throat> and well, you if, can't. I, I know that, but like that—that that is a report, and I believe Buck when he is out there on primetime last night talking about Janu's knees uh, being a, a, an issue with this second contract. What happened with Corey at the end of the year? I don't know, but and, and a hip—we don't know. We don't know what happened to Corey Davis, but Corey, like both guys, have been injured. Um, Janu's had. I think more significant injuries in his time, but I, who do I value more in re-signing is Jonu Smith, because I think with what the college football game is giving the NFL, it is easier to find a Corey Davis replacement with a, another rookie contract 
than it is in finding a Jonu Smith replacement with a rookie contract. I think if if Corey walks, I like the Titans' ability to draft a wide receiver in the second in the top three rounds that can help replace or re- remake up some of that production. I think if the Titans move on from Jonu Smith, they need to re-sign Ferkser, re-sign Michael Pruitt, and re-sign a veteran tight end to help that out because a a young rookie tight end will not be able to contribute early enough. And Truck says the Titans have good depth at tight end. Negative. The Titans have zero depth at tight end. There is zero tight ends under contract. All four, all four guys you had last year are free agents. Now, Ferkser is a restricted free agent, so you control that situation. So I, I value re-signing Jonu Smith more because I think it's easier to replace Corey Davis through the draft sooner. I agree with what you said. Uh, not, by no surprise, I am picking Jonu Smith, but I am dishing out the love of the show right now to Michael J. Hathaway because I think he had a great comment that kind of just tells in one foul swoop why I think the way that I think. Michael says, both are play-action killers, which is true. With yeah. Derrick Henry, you do a lot of play-action, yep. but Jonu is a more unique skill set. Boom goes the dynamite. Michael gets the love of the show. I love that comment. I think it is spot on. Unique skill set. Corey Davis, not the skill set of a number five overall pick as we've known uh, of what he can do. And Janu, instead of like Corey Davis's value has gone down, in my opinion, like on the field, Janu has increased his value while hurting his knees at the same time. God knows. And I agree with you, Austin, you know, Janu's injuries have been worse than Corey's, but Janu has been able to even like move those aside and be productive. Yeah. While Corey Davis can't even get to a thousand yards. Well, let's see. Let's see about this because Corey Davis was forced to play early, um, and Janu Smith was not. So let's look at how the Titans developed Janu Smith. Janu Smith was able to sit behind Delaney Walker and learn from Delaney Walker. And didn't have to do anything until his second year because in Johnu's rookie year, Delaney Walker had 800 yards receiving in 2017, and so uh, that's a legit impact uh, when you think about that offense of what the Titans' offense was passing the football in 2017. 800 yards was very productive for Delaney Walker, and they're not going to have that type of guy to help along a potential rookie tight end like Delaney helped along. Johnny Smith. No, and, you know what they have? AJ Brown to possibly help uh, right. because he uh, help a wide receiver yes. when they draft him or get one. Yes, they are better set up to replace Corey Davis than they are to replace AJ. I'm sorry, Johnny Smith. Yeah, we're on the same page on this. Are you surprised? I- uh, no, because I thought you were going to say what you said, which is the replacement. I, cause you've said that, like, yeah, I, yeah. I listen to you, Austin, whether you, whether you, whether you believe that or not, I do listen to you. And you've said that as we all know, it's easier to replace a wide receiver because of college football and the depth of the draft. You can go find that guy in some of the rounds. Now the now, Titans have done a very good job of here, finding those. Here's but. what I do think. I think they're going to resign Corey Davis. I, 
and unfortunately, um, I think it's trending more that way. I'm not going to say that I think that, but I yeah, think I agree. I, I, I feel, I feel like Corey Davis is more likely to be back of the two guys we're talking about of the two guys, but I'm not going to sit here and say, I think Corey Davis is going to be back. Right. I think in, that in the would context not be a of good the conversation decision. we're having, I feel like Corey Davis is more likely to be back than John Smith. Here's what I do not like. And too many people have bringing the, been bringing this up. Delaney Walker is not going to be back with the Tennessee Titans. There's no way that happens. The Tennessee Titans need somebody they can rely on who's not Delaney Walker's age, who I believe will be 37 years old when the season begins. Jonu Smith is an option to bring back. Delaney Walker is not an option to bring back. I just think we have to say that because too many comments are saying, well, bring Delaney back. Bring Delaney back. What about bringing Delaney back? It's not going to happen. How old is Delaney? He will, I think he will be 37 during the season. Yeah. So, you know what? Delaney Walker is going to have the type of season that Vernon Davis had his last two years in Washington, which are his last year he had 123 yards receiving and a touchdown. His second to last year, he had 367 yards receiving. And I think that's giving him, giving Delaney. He's just, uh, Delaney's done. He, he didn't play last year. And Delaney's, Delaney's done. Yeah. I, it, unfortunately, Father Time caught up with a guy that we didn't think Father Time was going to catch up with. Uh, I, I actually didn't think that. I think that this is not surprising to me because he played so many years in San Francisco that everybody forgets about. I mean, the but he time doesn't stop. Right, but he also wasn't taking the beat. It's like Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry Age, was not though. Right, I, I get that. I can't but, recover from alcohol as well as I used to. Now Delaney doesn't drink, but yes, that is just a part of me growing but, older. But Zach, you drank probably a lot more early on in your life of drinking than you do now. And so the the thing is, it was it was Delaney Walker saved like four years of his career by being used as a in, as a limited gadget player in San Francisco. And then he came to Tennessee and got a lot more production and a lot more wear. And the caveat is his ankle snapped and Correct. it ended his career. Yes. It's yes. just the cold, hard facts. I hate that about him. I think that probably when Laquan Treadwell broke his ankle and Ole Miss, that affected his career. I, I, I'm not going to say it changed his career, but it definitely affected his career. Things like that, and he, that was in college. Delaney Walker was 30-plus when he snapped his ankle. Yeah. So I, it's unfortunate, but that's football, and it, he's just a product of the environment. All right, Zach. I think I have the new Titans salary cap space under what we know is the actual cap. So – as Jeff, every new person just jumps in here like 46 minutes into the show and says, the cap has been announced at 182 and a half. I, That's yeah. good, though. Hey, hey we, they come in the door and they say, this is what I know. Here's the news. Everybody, like, we got it. Yes, we know. We've been talking about it, and I have seen what the Titans adjust, adjusted cap could be, and so I think I have an estimate on the amount of cap space the Titans have. We'll also talk about potential free agent targets who were not franchise tagged that the Titans could go after. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to. Uh, 
I'm just gonna uh, let's just mute this guy. Uh, don't in the don't come in and spam us because I'm gonna destroy you, bro. I don't even know who you're talking about. Yeah, the people. This guy's spamming. I'm not even gonna recognize his name, but in the comments, uh, he's saying that he can help pay bills. No, he can't. Don't do it. Oh, it, I don't. I didn't see that. Oh yeah, well he's there. So before we get uh, to our next topic, in which Austin will disclose some information that he just learned from his favorite website besides Facebook. Spotrack, correct? Yeah. You got I mean, Spotrack. They, they've, <laughs> they've helped adjust the salary cap. What about your boy Allen Robinson not getting 20 million? Well, he got 18 <laughs> with the franchise tag. Didn't get so, 20. Well, I didn't say he was going to get 20. Do you remember the conversation we had? You did say Corey was going to get 9.8, though. Zach, I said the, ev- the market value for Allen Robinson was 20 plus million dollars. And that the market value for Corey Davis was 9.8. And I also said that I thought Allen Robinson was more likely to get 17 or 18. And the franchise tag gave him $18 million. I saw yesterday. Did it give him 18 or 16 and a half? There is an update because of the salary cap being set from Tom Pelissero about what the set, what the franchise tag numbers are officially. And $18 million is the updated franchise tag number for Allen Robinson with the salary cap being set at eight at one eighty two and a half. So we will, I'll discuss surprisingly that that goes up when the cap goes down, but, well, the, but the cap floor was at one eighty. Remember that. So there was some movement there, but go ahead, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Then I'll talk about the cap space and some more targets. Well, Allen Robinson could buy himself a Hyundai at Wilson County Hyundai with that cash and he can buy a, a 2021 Sonata. You look at that black Sonata at the bottom of your screen, man, it just, it, it gives me memories of what's right outside of my door in my parking lot right now. And that is a smooth Hyundai Sonata. That's what I'm talking about. Plus, they've got the Hyundai Palisade, which is their SUV. They've got those in stock today. Payne Bone and his team, I talked to Payne the other day. Great guy. He will hook you up with a great price. Literally save you money on your next vehicle, whether it's for you or a family member. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. A to Z Sports. Do not forget, BetMGM, the king of sports books. Download the app. Sign up today. Use our code ATOZ Sports. And you get a risk-free bet for up to six hundred bucks uh, with your first deposit and first bet. It's an incredible deal. If you win the bet, amazing. You won the bet, you get more money. If you lose the bet, you get it back in free bets. Which free bets are the best thing ever, the most fun thing ever? Because you can really build your bank account with that. Bet MGM, the king of sports books. Once again, download that promo code. Uh, or download the app today using the promo code ATOZ Sports uh, for your risk-free bet up to. $600. So the news is that happened about 45 minutes ago is that the salary cap for the NFL is set at 182 and a half. So according to Michael Gennetti of Spotrack, the Titans have an adjusted salary cap of $190 million because they rolled over around $8 million from last year. So they have an adjusted salary cap of 190 based on the rollover and what they currently have under contract is 176. So the Titans have just under 14 million dollars of cap space currently. 
So they would have been real tight if they had not cut Malcolm Butler or restructured Malcolm wanna, Butler like I would. You want to switch your position now? No, that's why I added or restructure. So I so the Titans roughly 14 million dollars in cap space. Truck says that's horrible. Brett says that's not a lot. Um, it, it is not a lot because you're losing all your tight ends, all four of them: Corey Davis, Jayon Brown, Malcolm Butler, Desmond King, uh, Adam Humphreys is gone. There's a lot of replacements that need to be made. And that's not a lot of money to do that. They really screwed themselves. If you think about it, if I was a Titans fan, I'd be, I'd be effing pissed that last year they screwed up with Jadeveon Clowney and Vic effing Beasley. And Adoree gets hurt, so you can't do anything about that. But la- And Rashawn Evans' regress does not get better. That, that was their year. Like, last year was the year. They took advantage of Bill O'Brien and that buffoonery. You took advantage of the Jacksonville Jaguars blowing like they usually do. Mm-hmm. And then you had the Colts that had a good quarterback and probably played above their means, but they weren't great enough to win. And we saw that at the end of the season. They screwed themselves. God, I mean, because th- now, as we've just learned, COVID hit hindsight i get it hindsight's 2020 but covid has now bent them over into a situation that they cannot get out of they're sitting there like pulp fiction and so like the super bowl window god it is it is almost i mean i'm not saying it's shut but it's closing it was it was wide ass open and now it's starting to turn because yeah. they don't have the players and the draft picks that they have. Rashawn Evans is not the first round pick you thought he was. Isaiah Wilson is a dumbass. He's a Miami Dolphin. And a Miami Dolphin, right? So you got nothing out of him. Kevin Byard and Kenny Vaccaro, at least last year, regressed. Adoree Jackson's not worth $10 million, but you're paying him that. Malcolm Butler's no longer on the team. Jayon Brown right now is a free agent, and they have no pass rush. <sighs> Yeah, it, it's and pretty they don't rough. have a wide receiver. Kenny and Vicar- they don't have a tight end. Kenny Vaccaro is likely to be cut after June first. There's a day where he's his number changes, so they're likely to add some extra space, you know, with that, which is nice. But again, and I don't know how the rookie salary cap pool goes into this. Uh, Bobby's right. He says 100. You never know what year your year is until it's too late. Right, and I'm I'm. I'm not saying that they cannot. I I believe the Titans will and can go grab value this offseason to make this story look a little bit better than it presently is, yeah, as I it, just diagnosed. Right, and and so Will Keefe says the Titans can be rolling over like $22 more million if they didn't sign Vic and Clowney and more reps for Landry and Roberson. Well, Landry has plenty of reps. Landry does not need more reps. He needs less reps. But like at the time... Like nobody, like you cannot in hindsight disagree with the clowny signing unless you disagreed with the clowning signing all summer long. Right? I don't, yeah, I think we are all clowny was the correct move for that extra surge and even more incentive because they had already figured out who the F Vic Beasley truly was and they should have figured out 
before they signed him by vetting him, but they did a poor job at that. Yes. Uh, John Robinson got, I think, uh, sold by his own agent, who also is the agent for Vic Beasley. Vic Beasley is the one signing that you should be furious at. Donald brings up a future topic, I'm sure. His fear is that the Predators are the ghost of Christmas future for the Tennessee <laughs> Titans. <laughs> Donald, man, wow. I love that comment. And I, 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 I think look, you... Derek Henry and Ryan Taylor and A.J. Brown, I think, are too good for that to happen. The Preds are awful. Like, the Preds are the Jags or, or the Jets or the Falcons or, like, that's where the Preds are. The Titans are not that. The, the, the Preds helped me win some money last night by losing. No, they, they took the Carolina to overtime, which I didn't appreciate that extra sweat. But, no, like, the Titans are in a tough situation. All right, so let's get to this because – Several guys, a lot of big-name guys, were not franchise-tagged yesterday, and so that will hit the open market. So I'll just throw this this list up here on the screen. Uh, there are more that, of course, I forgot to mention after I posted this up there. But edge players, are, there are a plenty when it comes to guys who hit the or will hit the open market, like Carl Lawson, both Baltimore guys, Yannick Ngakwe and Matt Judon, uh, Hassan Reddick from Arizona, and Okora from Detroit. Then you get wide receiver Kenny Galladay from Detroit, tight end Hunter Henry, and cornerback Shaq Griffin from Seattle. Now, there are reports that Griffin is in contact with the Seahawks about returning to Seattle for a long-term deal. I, I think the Ravens will try to keep Ngakwe over Matt Judon, and Hassan Reddick, I think, is out the door in Arizona because of the addition of J.J. Watt. But, Zach, how do you feel about that list of guys not tagged? Because the Titans are absolutely in the cornerback market now, too, with cutting uh, Malcolm Butler. So, as I look at that list, if you ask me, and this is kind of what we've put up on the screen as far as which non-tag free agent do you like the most for the Titans, if I look at this list, I really – uh, I've got to go realistic. I like Yannick Ngakwe. I, I I believe I like that guy. But I'm also with you, Austin. I think that the Ravens also like him, and they're not going to let him go out to the market. So and the I'm Ravens go have to win too, huh? The Ravens absolutely have to win too. Yes, because they're you talk about Super Bowl window. Uh, Lamar Jackson has not been paid yet, has he? Uh, no. So. Yeah, that's looming. They're picking and, up the fifth-year option this upcoming May. Right. And now the negotiations start to the yeah. hundreds of millions of dollars he's about to accrue. Realistically, on this list, I'm going to pull it up real quick. It's between two guys. I, I'm just looking at Edge. Galladay, you're going to overpay. Hunter Henry's not an idea. And Shaquille Barrett, I don't think. They're not on my radar. I think I go... Carl Lawson, number one, Matt Judon, number two. Mm -hmm. I think realistically, though, Matt Judon is number one, and then the rest. So I think the Titans are more likely to get Matt Judon, but me personally, as far as player, I think it's just between two guys. I would rank them Carl Lawson because of age, because he's like 25, 26, yeah. and Matt Judon second. That's where I go. The rest, I don't. 
think the Titans should get or will not get. All right, you know how I love the Spotrack market value there. No, Matt. I did not know that. Yeah, okay. So I've got here are the market values. Let's focus on the edge guys. And then I'll because you know who I forgot to add to that list. Uh Bud Dupree. Now I, I I purposely left off Shaquille Barrett because he is in talks with the Bucs about a long-term deal because the Bucs used the franchise tag. You did that as a personal reason because you were out on Bud Dupree, probably mentally. No, I, I honestly forgot. Like I and like we were I had to update the graphic once because I forgot the two Ravens. There's guys. a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys. A lot of guys to remember as I'm going through the list. But Bud Dupree's market value according to Spotrack, 18.2 million. Judon, 15.6. Ngakwe's 15.5. Uh, Marcus Golden, who's not on this list as well, 13 and a half. Can you Has screenshot this? I'll Please. do my Yeah. Please screenshot my... this. Let's hold Spotrack accountable when these guys get deals. Jesus. All right. Oh, I thought you were wanting it for like right now. But No, I want it for future. We're, we're okay. going to hold Spotrack to the fire. And so, I, hope, I hope that they're right, Austin, so we can use this in the future. Yeah. I morally hope that they're wrong so I can just dance all over it. But if they're right, then we have something to go off of in the future. Sure. So where was I? Uh, Hassan Reddick, 11.7. Uh, Romeo Okora is 10.1. Trey Hendrickson is 10.3. You notice who I have not said yet. Carl Lawson, 8.8. .8. So I think Carl Lawson is being slobbered all over by every team who's looking to add a free agent edge rusher. Do you because think Carl Lawson will get $8.8 .8 million a year? I think he's going to get more than that. Hell yeah, he is. Spotrack's not even close to that. That is right. a absurd... 8.8, 8 8.8, 8.8. I've got it in the mind. I've got it in the trap. There's no way, bro. Now, now what is... Spotrack is using a formula based off of their football production and how they grade out. Well, it's wrong. And their age. Now, the market will change because... They're influenced by the market on those numbers. BS. Don't don't support them and make up a bunch of gibberish. Come on. Not, I don't know why you have such a personal vendetta against Spotrack.com. Because you use it all the damn time. It's like crack to you, and I, I'm not a crack addict. I'm sorry. I'm trying to give some, some type of parameters for us to have a legitimate conversation about things. Right, and we are going to figure out if those parameters are legit. I do think I, – I, I've come around to your line of thinking. You said you left off Bud Dupree. Perry Dixon says, and I think he agrees with you, he says, Bud Dupree, great player coming off of an ACL, though, over-signing players coming off of a major knee injury. That's kind of what we talked about with Janu. I don't think that they're going to do that with Bud Dupree if, in fact, they're thinking these things about Janu. Yes. So, I think you could look into that. So I think everybody has Carl Lawson highly on their list of, um, of, of edge rushers because of he's – you're going to be able to have some wiggle room with how much this contract is going to be where guys like Judon and Gakwe, Bud Dupree, Shaq Barrett, and those names are going to start at a higher number. Carl Lawson's only had five and a half sacks last year. His conversation will start lower than the other guys. I think that's what why Lawson will be so attractive. What? How much do you think Lawson will get? Probably like 12 to 13. Yeah, that's five million dollars off. I, I, I'm not. That's yeah. ridiculous. 
Right. So throw it out. Okay. So somebody asked this in the chat way too long ago for me to scroll back and find it. How can the Titans make something like this work with the cap space limited that they have? Is is a Roger Saffold's contract is a great example. So I'll kind of go over that. Roger Saffold signed a four-year, $44 million deal uh, in the spring of 2019. So he's played two years of it. Four years for 44, average of 11. How they set that up is for his signing bonus uh, was $9.5 million. The, the money that he got in the first year was $13.5 million, but his cap hit was only 6.3. So that is the type of structure, and everybody's making fun of me whenever I say the word capology, uh, but that is the capology of how they can make this work is by giving a larger signing bonus and, and spreading out the cap hit to where the cap hit is low in year one because guess what's going to happen later on this spring is they're going to announce a new TV deal. And the salary cap next year is going to be a lot closer to 220 than it is to 200. And it's at 182 and a half right now. And so you're about to get an influx of 30 plus million dollars for next year's cap. Let it balloon out, but structure it you don't in a have way. Time. Your playoff window. We talk. Oh, your talking about? window. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? You're, you're talking about spending your money next year because you're going to have the salary no, cap. dude, I'm talking about how you structure a contract this year to make sure you can do it. Do you, were you not listening? No, I, I was. Can you, you can't do that on every contract. They have so many positions of need. You cannot just keep pushing it down the road or fronting the money up front with all the positions that you need. It's a great concept. I don't disagree with you, but you can't just magically do okay, that to so a corner. No, you need corner. You need two uh, two pass rushers. You need a tight end. You need a wide receiver. You need all, a linebacker. You need all these guys. You can't do that all right, the time. Zach, and that's why the draft, them hitting on the draft this year is so highly important because they they have the money to spend to do this Roger Saffold type stuff. They can go out there and land two big free agents and structure it like Saffold's deal where they only have a cap hit of like, six million dollars this year and then use the rookie salary cap pool and sign a bunch of veteran minimum contracts as role players and and then again that's that's why missing on last year's draft hurts so bad because they have to hit on all their draft picks this year right. don't come at me for this i'm telling you how they can make this happen by this year is they sign big deals whether it's 11 12 million dollars a year and you make the cap hit for 2021 minuscule compared to the cap hit for year two, three, four. Because next three years after this year, that TV market's going to come in and the salary cap is already expected at 221 next year. So you're going to get a lot more room. Yeah, but that you have to hit on that free agent because if he turns out to be Adam Humphreys, you can't cut his ass Thanks, because Captain his cap Obvious. hit That's is the, so astronomical. Yes. You put yourself in a situation. You're 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 kicking the rocks down the road. It's the can, but yes, but again, that's the point that I'm talking about. Somebody asked, how can the Titans sign a Carl Lawson or Matt Judon with only 14 million dollars of cap space this year? And I'm answering that question with how it works. That's the point. They because have, and, and I 
they just have to hit. And that is really tough. Really Man, tough. You're yes. Thank you for that. Great observation. Obviously they have to hit the margin of error is razor thin for the Titans right now. Yeah, with what your concept is, bro. Do you, the reason why they have to hit is based on what you conceptually came up with with the with the cap hit of pushing everything back. They don't have to hit if you are if your cap space and your cap hit is less on down the road. It's just like Adam Humphreys, right? They you were literally, able to get out exactly. of that. Malcolm Butler's the same thing. They were able to get out of that. With your with what you just said, the reason why I emphasize they have to hit, they cannot miss, or their Super Bowl window is something that I can't say on air. So okay. that's why. But you can't sign anybody if you don't structure it the way I'm talking about, which also crushes your Super Bowl window. That so you reach you structure it how I'm talking about to take advantage of this year and next year and try to win as many games as you can. All that's right. the point. Tomorrow is a Titans Thursday. Look, we, we have every day I feel like is NFL free agency because it's going crazy. Let's predict tomorrow how many big time free agents the Titans actually sign. Uh, that's We're doing a show prep today for tomorrow. I would like to know what you think based on your salary cap concept that you came up with. Tomorrow, let's see why, how why they can use that. Like your logic is so. That backwards that you doesn't make sense like how does my logic not make sense who said that I'm, it didn't make sense you you were like did attacking. i say that you're attacking did i my... say that your silence tells me no, i didn't I'm, say that. i'm taking a deep breath because i don't know i don't know why you're pushing back so adamantly about how they structure a contract to make it work I'm like not, why you? Why did you decide to push back so hard against that? I'm not pushing back. I'm, then what have I'm you been doing? The you last cannot do that. You cannot continuously do that because there are repercussions on the amount of times that you do what you just said. That's exactly. all I'm saying. They've been doing that for the last four or five years. What do you think Dennis Kelly's contract was the last year? What it, do you think Derrick Henry's was? What do you think Ryan Tannehill's, Roger Saffold's, Adam Humphreys, Malcolm Butler's, Taylor Lewan's? All of these contracts they've signed over the last five years have been structured in this way. They so were that not way, in a Super Bowl window at the time that Taylor Lewan was signed or that Adam Humphreys was signed. They weren't in that window. That's the difference. What does that have to do with this? Like, because the stakes I'm, are higher. Zach, That's I'm structuring why. it in a way where they can take advantage of the Super Bowl window. I, we will discuss tomorrow how many big-time free agents you think the Titans will have or sign this offseason, and I will answer said question, and everybody else in the chat will, too. Thank you, Turb. Everyone does it, and the cap is going to the moon over the next two years with the TV deals. All right. <laughs> Let's throw shade, because Zach teased his shade before the show really began, saying that we'd all agree with it, it's it's worthy shade, but he apologized for that shade. So I have no idea what that means. But first, let me tell everybody about Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com. They're the professional landlords in the Nashville area. All you need to do is go to RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many ways that Renters Warehouse can benefit you and your family by creating extra cash flows for you guys, help building that long-term equity to help you land an earlier retirement 
by a cash register uh, of a rental property at renterswarehouse.com. A to Z Sports, don't forget about BetMGM. They'll hook you up right there. Promo code A to Z Sports. You can go get on their in their promotion. Austin and I have been betting with BetMGM uh, since the beginning of February. I am plus a good amount of money. I have paid for a Key Largo trip that I will go on at the end of this month based on BetMGM winnings. That's that, how big time. I am up 800%. There you go. That, that You cannot beat that. No. Yeah. So, and... This is not just, hey, look at us, we're up money. This is also, we're trying to help you. That's why we've created A to Z Sports Picks with Alan Bell and Brian Edwards, Vegas Insider Brian Edwards, and CBS Sportsline Alan Bell. That is every Tuesday and Friday at 2 p.m. to help you win. Yes, and Brian Edwards actually gave out a great pick yesterday, and he just tweeted out again. Uh, Illinois, plus 320 to win the Big Ten tournament right there at BetMGM. Download the app. Uh, that is a good value play. Okay, Zach, I would like. Do you want to go with this shade first? Because I mean, you've been. I'm very confused. You go about- with your shade. I'll. I, I want this to be the last thing because I, I just. It's so bad. I don't want a lot of time afterwards. For we'll have some discussion, but I, I don't want it to linger because it is so throw up worthy. Get okay. your buckets, not your magic buckets. I have, get I your have buckets, a bucket right here to throw up in if I need to. After this, this is the most annoying thing maybe on the history of A to Z that will be played. All right. My shade, Zach, is on my gambling weekend and the bad luck that I had with four college basketball parlays Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Four days in a row. I started off with Thursday night, had a four-leg parlay. The first three hit. All that needs to happen is for Kansas to beat the UTEP Miners by seven and a half, and they dropped the ball. Kansas sucked. They cost me $200-plus in winnings Thursday night. Fast forward to Friday, another four-leg parlay. The first three hit. All Western Kentucky needs to do is beat Old Dominion. And Old Dominion, they just, West Western just had to win. Old Dominion loses and costs me $150 in winnings. Now we're up to $350 in winnings lost. Now let's go to Saturday. I have another four-leg parlay. The first three legs hit. West Virginia just has to beat Oklahoma State, who just lost their point guard to a torn ACL. All they got to do is win. West Virginia craps the bed, loses by three, costs me another $200 in winnings. Sunday, all I have to do is hit this parlay (laughs) and I get to even. All I have to do is win this parlay and I'm back even after all the distress that was the previous three days. Winthrop got it. Cincinnati, got it. Loyola, (laughs) Chicago, got it. The damn Michigan Wolverines have one of their worst offensive outputs of the entire season against struggling Michigan State and cost me another $200 in winning. So, simple math, $750 of winnings I lost out on because... Four four-leg parlays, first three hit, last one loses. And 
And the last one was the one I was the most confident in in the entire damn parlay. Yeah, I would have thought that All was four. a good bet. Now, what happened is um, I won a parlay uh, Monday night, won a parlay on Tuesday night. Oh, highs and lows. I'm back even. I'm back even. Right. And that's, that is the fun about sports gambling. That's also the, you know, anxious part about sports gambling. So I'm glad you know you're I mean, If I went 50% on those four parlays, I'd be swimming. But again, seriously, four days in a row getting absolutely rammed in a bad way. So uh, let's read a little bit of shades. If you have shade, make sure you throw those in the, the comment section. Uh, throwing shade on uh, Boston College. Zach, uh, did you uh, uh, even show up yesterday? They did not show up against Duke. I actually had Boston College to cover yesterday. They did not. That's a tough, that's a tough spot there. Austin of what you what you did and, and Stacy asked what's that 1-800 number again but, but it, it is all in fun right like oh, you have to yeah. know your means if yeah. you don't know your means obviously I'm still up number. 800% like I'm still okay but man what I could have been yeah really uh, alright so I'm going to get to my shade this is the worst bit of sports television maybe in the history of sports television and I saw this yesterday and I was like, I have to throw shade on this, but I hate that all of our listeners and viewers are going to have to suffer through this BS. Oh. Why they give this man an extra like singular show and God, I hope that Fox sports one, the, the shade is the, the, honestly, the first shade is the amount of money that Fox sports one paid to skip Bayless to retain his ass. Cause he's an idiot and the worst person, worst sports analyst in the history of this earth but Stephen A. Smith interviews Michael Irvin about Dak Prescott signing with the Dallas Cowboys like open your ears but just slightly so it does like all of it doesn't go in but I'm gonna let you listen to this this is my shade for this week we have the closest thing in the National Football League to Tom Brady at quarterback now. That's what we have. Because Dak Prescott has the ability to do what Tom does, and he has the leadership like Tom. That's what. I mean, Dak Prescott alone for his leadership and how these guys follow him was well worth becoming the highest paid quarterback in NFL history. You got to make sure you measure and count for these things. These are important things. You saw what they were like without him last year. I'm talking about the leadership he gives. That's where he's most like Tom Brady. He's a great leader. And very rarely in this National Football League do we have quarterbacks being the heart and soul of a football team. Very rarely. How do you say he's got one playoff victory and you mention him in the same breath as a seven-time Super Bowl champion? One playoff victory? What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? What? I'm I'm giving you the characteristics and the traits that he has that are similar in tantamount to Tom. Yeah, the the Super Bowls are still good. He has time for that. He has time. He just got off his rookie deal. He just got off his rookie deal. What? how, How long did Tom sit? So Tom wasn't even playing when this dude started playing. You know what I mean? Tom didn't play his early first year. This dude played right away. He played right away. Now he's got right. the knowledge he needs and watch him take it to a different level. Last, I can't wait. This look at you. Look Cowboys, at you. don't y'all listen to Stephen A. 
Well, Michael, uh, Tom Brady actually won a Super Bowl in his second year playing, but uh, both sides of that is so bad that it should be canceled. Stephen A's reaction Mm -hmm. to the buffoonery that Michael Irvin was talking about Dak Prescott was just as bad as what Michael Irvin was saying. I'm sorry you had to listen to that, but both of those guys get paid millions of dollars to do that. And that doesn't make sense. And it honestly pisses me off for how hard Austin and I work to not to be the polar opposite of that. And those guys, I understand Michael Irvin is a Super Bowl champion. I understand Stephen A is a lightning rod, but that's just terrible. I mean, had you seen that before? No, no. <laughs> I, I, I honestly like Stephen A. Smith's reaction was so fake. Was the worst. It was. It It may have been worse than the take. It was so fake. And like, look, Sin City Titan says, as if the A to Z guys don't bitch and argue. We had to get Stephen A. on here. But when Zach and I get into it, we actually believe what we're saying, and it's real. It's organic. Did like, no Sin City? Did you hear what they were arguing about? Like Michael Irvin, that would be if I said Dak Prescott was the next Tom Brady. Austin should shoot me through the screen, right in the forehead, and kill me. the The, the show and our business should be over if. I, in fact, said what Michael Irvin said. I believe that. If he didn't kill me, I would be upset because of how bad that take is. Yeah. Obviously, it's a sports debate show. Austin and I argue just like a lot of others argue. But we don't bring crap-ass takes like Dak Prescott is going to be the next Tom Brady. And then Austin doesn't react like Stephen A. did. That's the difference. Sin City YouTube guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, do people watch that show? No, I don't <laughs> think so because it's on ESPN Plus, as it said on the screen. It was like something that Stephen A. does on top of it. I think to justify the money and the contract that he gets sure, paid to make him work more. Yeah, I, 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 I don't watch TV anymore. Like, I, I don't, I don't watch like any of these shows. Like maybe on free agency day, I'll have like NFL live will be on for like 18 straight hours and I'll watch that as a news source, but I don't watch any TV for entertainment purposes unless it's like a show that I'm binging on a streaming service. Like, so like, and one, I agree with one. It seems like Stephen a is a movie actor. (laughs) Like he, he is acting like this is also another thing of the difference of A to Z sports. And I would, I would say buck as well. I would put that on there. (laughs) And this is how we're going to do this is Austin and I are very similar, if not exactly the same as we are on this show, as, as we are off buck is the same way that I think is just fake. Like it's acting. I'm sorry. Manuel's comment made me laugh. He goes, he's a dude playing a dude playing another dude. (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, they're playing. 
they're playing something. I don't know yeah, what it is. It's their caricatures of themselves. Like they they have they have gone so far off the deep end <laughs> that there's zero return for them to actually act like normal human beings. And so everything they do moving forward is bigger and louder and faker than what they've previously done. And honestly, Austin, I don't know if you can agree with this, but it is one of the reasons why we have this company is to expand and spread this into other markets that is quality, real sports talk. Now, you've got to target those people, but it is to combat the national analysts that are Stephen A. Smith, Shannon Sharp, Nick Wright, and like you got to have some juice. I I am the first person to tell you that. But don't have it fake juice, right? Like let's get some real fresh squeezed orange juice instead of some bunk ass Sunny D. So you prefer creatine to steroids? I I don't take any of those. So <laughs> I, I I'm I'm neither. I know you're you more you guy. need juice. You prefer like protein. Uh, real. I, that's why I went with the orange juice. Real fresh squeeze to sunny delight. Okay. I, I got you. Okay. All right, guys. Look, I thought this was a great show. We almost went an hour and a half. Uh, Bucks coming up on the zone here at 10 o'clock. More Titans talk there. He's also got a new 615 Sessions podcast out. It is Wednesday, which means the Titan Up pod guys have a new podcast out. So check that out on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. And then Buck will be back for A to Z Sports Primetime tonight. What's well, got you uh, two, two, two things before we get out of here. Uh, I like Steph Dobbs bringing up. I'm changing it. I'm going from fresh squeezed orange juice to tang. Man, that tang was. Tang. I have tang not, was so good. I have not thought about tang. And then the uh, and then the the commercials with the orangutan. Oh yes, tang was the stuff. That right. That's and then it. Perry Dixon says Stephen A is more dramatic than all of my exes combined. Uh, I do know one of Perry Dixon's exes, and I would actually agree. Can (laughs) confirm? With that sentiment, that is confirmed. All right, guys. Hope you have a great Wednesday. We will see you later on. (laughs) Great comments in the show. Love it. All right, guys. Have a good Wednesday. We'll see you later. Adios.